Disclaimer, all private home games discussed in this episode are not raked. There are no paid dealers and hosts do not charge anything to play. Names, venues, and dates may be changed to protect the innocent. Enjoy. Alright, welcome to episode one. This is the SLC Rounders Poker Podcast. I'm Mean Dean, located in, you guessed it, Salt Lake City. This podcast is all about the poker scene in Salt Lake City. A lot of people might not be aware that there is a very vibrant, very active, very exciting, fun, beautiful poker scene here in Salt Lake. Just for context, I could go to a game seven nights a week if I wanted to. I could go to a game on Christmas, as one of my good buddies says he did once. It's kind of sad, but it is what it is. There are plenty of games in Salt Lake City. This first episode is more just a trailer, just a feeler for the show. We're going to talk about poker news. We're going to do player interviews. We're going to talk about how we're running. We're going to do hand reviews. All the same shit you get with every other fucking poker podcast. But it's about Salt Lake, so it's a little bit more cool, right? I think so. All right, we just got the website up, slcrounders.com. You can reach out to us if you want to get your hand on the show or if you just want to talk or shit about the show, whatever you want to do. Head on over to slcrounders.com, click on contact, and you can contact us right through the website. I don't require your email. I don't require your phone number. I don't really give a shit. Just put in whatever you want. We're also going to talk about online poker. You have your legal variants like global poker. You have your less than legal variants like ACR, um, and I'm sure there's some others. And some crazy people doing some crazy VPN stuff. I'm not really going to get into that too much, but we will talk a little bit about online poker. There's also a lot of uh, private online games going on now as well that are pretty fun. We'll probably get into some of those. And also don't forget you can email me at meandean at slcrounders.com if you got a bone to pick or you want to contact me that way. One of the main segments of this show is going to be the hand review section. Let's jump right into that. All right, in this hand, I'm playing live. This is at a live home game in Salt Lake. Um, It's a 1-3 game, and it's a very active table. This is a while ago. I don't really remember this hand super well. I know I marked this hand in my app because I got a lot of shit from it (laughs) about the way I played it. And I sent it out to a couple of buddies of mine, and we didn't quite agree on the proper play. So let's go over it right now. So we're in this really active 1-3 game. We're sitting in the small blind with about 500 behind. And like all games now, especially in-person live games, they all play a lot bigger than they used to. I mean, it's totally normal to be sitting with 500 to 1,000 big blinds in a lot of these games nowadays. So me sitting with 500 is deep, but it's not real deep. So it folds around to under the gun plus one, calls, limps for three. And then we have someone that we're calling Andy, the female version. That may or may not be her real name. 
as names may be changed on this show. This is the first time I've ever played with Andy, and it's the last time I've ever played with Andy. Uh, my read on Andy is, I understand poker, but I'm not as good as I think I am. A <laughs> um, lot of them in the lower stakes games, people think they're kind of a lot better than they really are. Um, she's a target, I would say, or what I call them is a soft spot. I'm always looking every game I play, I'm looking for the soft spot. If I can't find one, that means I'm the soft spot and it's probably time to go home. Andy limps as well. And we get a limp from the low jack and a fold and a, oh yeah, sorry, we're nine handed here. And a fold and even the button folds. And so it's limped around to us. We got five, three of diamonds. Uh, I don't really love playing from the small blind. A lot of times I might just, based on the night, just throw this away. But I think it's okay to limp on in, considering the big blind to our left has not been raising much. And so I'd limp for two bucks more to win 15. And we get a check. $15 in the pot. And we are five-handed in the earliest position with five, three of diamonds. Flop comes down five, five, seven, two spades and a heart. So we've flopped trips. We're under the gun. I don't think we can just lead. We might be able to because there are two spades and five sevens, not necessarily. There's a lot of little baby suited connectors that would limp in that might hit, um, you know, so a lead might be okay here. We do decide to just check probably with the intent to check raise it checks around to Andy who's in the under the gun plus one she makes it 15 like okay cool we got a pot size bet maybe we can get this to heads up and the low jack calls which is interesting so it's back to us 45 in the pot we're still five-handed we've had three checks a pot size bet and a call I feel like the pot size pet, maybe a five, might be a seven, might be a real strong draw um, with the flush and straight draw, maybe. Something pretty strong, um, maybe a better five than our five three. So um, I just call here. Um, I think a raise is maybe fine. A, a big disclaimer I should mention right at the beginning, I'm not fucking good at poker, so... A lot of times you get these hand reviews on podcasts and people are like, what the fuck? This guy's giving you the worst advice ever. Don't take anything I say as positive poker playing advice. This is just me, a stupid home game player in Salt Lake City, playing poker to the best of my ability. My advice will most likely be bad most of the time. Please understand that, as you probably already will, based on how I play this hand. I just call... And we get two folds. So now we're three-handed. Go into the turn with 60 bucks in the pot. The turn is the six of spades. To me, probably the worst hand in the deck. Now you have a five, seven, six out there. And you have the spade draw already getting there on the turn. We've got five, three of diamonds. There's no diamonds out there. The board is five of spades. Five of hearts, seven of spades, six of spades. There's straight flushes out there. 
There's all kinds of crazy shit out there. I'm not feeling super great about my hand, although I feel like it could still be good. But at this point, I'm almost giving up on the hand, just based on the card that came in and the strength that Andy has shown and the low jack limping. I mean, calling here is like, it's got to have some baby flush or some straight or something. So we check. Andy bets 25 into 60. Pretty small bet. Low jack folds. So now I'm thinking, okay, does she have the flush? Does she have the straight? I'm not quite sure what the bet means. I think a call is, we're calling 25 to win 85. I think we have to. So we call. Now here's where things get interesting, folks. The last card is the three of hearts. So we just banked a very, very sneaky full house. And I'm pretty happy with it. So there's 110 bucks in the pot. I think it's time to go to value town. I think we should probably bet like 90. <laughs> um, hoping to get a call from a straight or a flush. You could even probably consider a big over bet here, but I got a really beautiful full house. Big thing I should be mentioning way early on. Andy is playing very, very straightforward. She hasn't even considered bluffing, I would say. She's just not taking risks. She's playing in this 1-3 game. She's sitting next to her dad, and they're kind of talking like he has his own little home game, and she plays in it sometimes. She's probably like 23, 25 years old. And um, she just feels intimidated by the pot sizes. And, you know, she I should have mentioned this before as well. She was, she was in for about 300 in the beginning. I think she bought in for 300 and pretty much broke even all night, just never getting out of line, um, just kind of showing down like ace queen with an ace on the board, you know, just real basic, no interesting fancy plays. Um, so anyway, we're hoping she has a straight or a flush, and um, we go ahead and bet. Now, my bet size is 35. I think that's really weak. I think that's I, almost like begging for a call from a flush or something. But if they're going to have the flush and they're going to call a bet, they're probably going to call more. There's 110 in the pot. I think we could have went for like 80, 90. We make it 35. She raises to 100. <laughs> okay. So she's got... 157 left behind. She makes it 100. And I get real nervous. This is the first raise she's ever shown. And I start thinking she might have 5-7 or 5-6. Pocket 7s, pocket 6s. To me, all of those make sense. Not to forget that there's multiple straight flushes out there. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird raise. I'm not ever folding. The question is, should I just re-raise all in and put her in for her last 150? And that's where people get kind of upset with me because all I do here is call. 
And she turns over five three of clubs. We split the pot. We both had the same hand. She's never in a gazillion years raising there with less than a full house. That was my argument for just calling. I have the worst full house, right? There's no worst full house. Every other full house beats me. The straight flushes obviously beat me. So I have this full house and it's like, yay, let's go to value town. Right. And we bet. Um, but I think raising here, which is what everybody was yelling at me about <laughs> is wrong. I still, I haven't looked at this hand for a while and I'm relooking at it now based on my read with her. There's just no way. There's just no way she's doing that with ace X of spades. Um, she's not doing that with nine, eight, <laughs> you know, She's just not. The flush draw came in. The board is paired. She's taking. She's playing careful. I've watched. Now, if I'm doing this against someone that I think is kind of a cash machine, some of the really bad players that once they hit like two pair, they're just never folding. There are a lot of players like that that will just call off their whole stack with two pair regardless of board texture, and they're the best players to play against. She's not that. She just isn't. She's, I'm not saying she's like a super great player, but she's pretty careful. Um, and so when she puts in that raise on the river, I'm like, she can't just have a five. People are like, she could have ace five with the ace of spades. I'm like, why? why? No, she can't. Um, maybe, maybe. And I'm losing value, but I'm going to stand by the way I played it. I think um, there's a couple decisions I could have made better for sure. I think my bet at the end was really weak, but it kind of, you know, let's say I make it 90. Like I said, she's just going to shove, you know, and then I have to call now worried like, fuck, there's so many hands that beat me. <laughs> That's my hand review. You guys can let me know whether you agree with everybody else who's ever looked at this hand and thought that I went really weak by not raising her. When I didn't raise there, people were almost thinking I was colluding or something. Like, everybody's like, you don't raise full houses, huh? It's like, I value bet it on the river, and I got raised, and I have the worst full house, and there's <laughs> easy straight flushes out there. Like, I'm not raising, and I don't think I should have raised. All right, that's going to do it for the episode slash trailer, episode one slash trailer slash introduction to the show. If you want to get on the show... If you have a comment, concern, mean Dean at slcrounders.com or just go to SLC Rounders and click on the contact tab. Until next time, hopefully you guys are running good. Have a good one. I'll see you. Bye.